0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. All right, welcome to the number one day of the podcast. I'm Daddy McDuke. I'm joined as always by Dr. Hogi, the electrical G and John Sheeran. And guys, we are on a two-week streak, okay? I mean, that's like a whole season for Zach Taylor. Am I right?
1: This is legal. Like, Like, Are are they allowed to win two wins in a row?
0: I'm so confused because Zach Taylor seems to be the guy to come in and bring us these generational talents with his losing. And now he's all of a sudden, what is he doing? What is he doing, John? What's he trying to do
1: here? I I guess his job, maybe. I don't know. His job seems to change every single week. It's Whether it's losing on command or now just beating bad teams. I don't know. It's, It's strange. I've said it
2: before and I'll say it again. I'm not a fan of the tanking idea. I don't like it. It's a new thing. We didn't used to talk about tanking in the NFL to get somebody. If you think 20 years ago, teams played, teams won. And I I think that's what I liked about the Marvin Lewis era. There was never talk of tanking. You get who you get. I don't think a first-round draft pick, whoever it might be, is worth the lack of morale that this team has had. And I think the positive upswing in morale that we've had these past few
0: weeks, these past two weeks, that's been great. Okay, let me let me offer a counterpoint. And John, I want you to, to chip in here. So I, in general, obviously tanking is stupid. Like the Dolphins last year were supposed to be tanking, but they didn't. And look how the team produced that winning culture and it got the momentum, it was great. However, when you're at the tail end of the season and you have all these players out, and you're not looking, you know, you don't have a franchise quarterback who's getting developed. You don't have this and that. You're just kind of hanging on and waiting for the season to end. Uh, I'm not saying I'm tanking, but here's the problem with us winning games. The problem is the Bengals do not have more than two scouts. And it hasn't been confirmed, but I do believe that they are nephews of Mike Brown. I don't think they're getting paid. Yeah. The There's actually it is,
2: triplets. Huey, Dwayne, Louis. Yeah.
0: yeah. John, the Bengals, they've have good draft picks when they fall into their lap, like Joe Burrow, okay? When they have, when it gets later in the draft and they have to make decisions, other than the second round, I don't know why they're good in the second round. But in general, when they have to make decisions on offensive tackles, when they have to make decisions on offensive guards, when they, it comes to their scouting, then we have a problem. This Panini Sival guy, okay, he's just staring them in the face. He's like, here I am. You know I'm good. There's no decision to make. I'm you know, know you want the I'm as concerned with the Bengals dropping back into like the seventh pick, maybe trading down. It's like, oh, we have all these picks. Yeah, but do you know what to do with them? No. You know what to do when you have an AJ Green number four fall into your lap. When we missed on the other go- uh, centers, you know we had Billy Price. Jonah I want to know what happened picks. with John. I want to know what happened with John Ross. Like, what? Who's? What? What? What went wrong there? I mean, so that's the thing is like John Ross wasn't a clear that's a pick t- at number nine, right, John? The I mean, there's a decision t- to be made. There's a decision to be made. They went for the high upside. Marvin Lewis wasn't on board, but they went for the high upside and it backfired. And, and so that's what I'm concerned about, John.
1: Let, let's talk about this because I think Hoji has a good point. It, it's stupid, I think, to root for losing when you already have the quarterback. I think when you don't have a quarterback, it benefits you to lose games that don't matter if you're out of the playoff race if you if you already have that quarterback then the process becomes you need to establish winning you need to you need to sell the message that you're selling to this quarterback into the team that he's trying to lead and i think that's where the value of winning these late season games even though in the past they proved to be useless and kind of fool's gold and keeping bad Bengals coaches around but i think there is value to that you don't really i I don't i don't i don't get the message of tanking just for non-quarterback players now regarding to what you said about falling in the draft order, and then having you know the Bengals make a decision about, upon who to draft that isn't an obvious choice. They're still in the fifth spot, and I don't think they're going to beat the Ravens, so I think they're going to be locked into that fifth spot. And that was right behind where AJ Green was picked, and you know Green kind of fell into their laps. And I think that a very similar situation can happen with an- another receiver in this class. Maybe it's Jamar Chase, maybe it's Jalen Waddle. Both guys I think would be slam dunk picks at that spot and would require zero decision-making from the Bengals, provided that they ad- address the offensive line and free agency So I think you're still going to find that situation where they're going to have a blue-chip elite prospect kind of just fall into their laps in the top five, but they also have some wins under the belt where they can sell the message that Zach Taylor's trying to sell.
2: So, John, if they're not getting Panini Sewell, how do they fix the offensive
0: line?
1: they, they got to spend. They, they have to. And I think we had a conversation with a guy from Pro Football Focus, this past year and he said that you know if you want an immediate fix on the offensive line you have to trust veterans to get that job for you if you just put all your faith into rookies and starting into improving it more more times not going to fail like this year has been an exception you've had a couple rookies like the guy from tampa bay tristan Wirfs, the guy from new england mike on they're producing like all pro players that as rookies like that's completely rare so for the Bengals to be putting all their faith into just one offensive lineman with the fifth or third or fourth or whatever pick they get with that pick and fixing the whole offensive line more times not going to fail they need to spend at that position r- regardless of if they're going to draft somebody because that's the best way to get an immediate fix and make sure that that position group is just solidified they cannot go into the draft without at least two new starters on the offensive line
2: are some wise words makes a lot of sense to me you said uh, that we already have the QB I agree with that it looks like we already have the backup QB, too. Uh-huh. Brandon Brandon Allen's looking pretty sweet. I, I was looking at, first of all, let me just say, that guy looks a lot like Brett McKenzie, the uh, the the second half of Flight of the Conchords of my favorite uh, bands out there. Second of all, I was looking at the stats from previous games. And yeah, this was a great game, and he had a high QB rating and all that. But his completion percentage is always pretty high. I know he goes for the short passes. He's pretty steady. And I think as a backup QB, what else do you want really? I mean he's he's good and he did a good job. And he's starting to pick up the you know, of course the run game worked out for him and that was a big help. But he can really make it work without Burrow. And at least against these two, uh, this team, and that's a good thing.
1: I think that's that's the important thing because there's an important caveat co- here. Texans are terrible on defense. They only have J.J. Watt and like Zach Cunningham. They have nobody else. Everyone else is either suspended or hurt. They were just throwing backups there. But with that said, like the whole thing with Zach Taylor was. Is Joe Burrow just causing these improvements to the offenses? Is he the only reason why they've made some progress and strides on the offensive side of the ball? Because if, if he's the only one doing it, then what, then what value is Zach Taylor doing? So in the first few games with Burrow out, you've seen just terrible performances from Brandon Allen, and then obviously just hiding Ryan Finley behind a, a running game and read option against the Steelers. But this game, you, you saw not only just a quality game, but just Brandon Allen just blacking out against the Texans. And I think that it, that means at least something for what Zach Taylor can do in terms of elevating what, what he has to work with and actually producing a decent product without having a first overall pick at quarterback. I think that bodes really well for Zach Taylor. And, I, and, and again, like even if they didn't win, it, it's a quality performance that he can sell to say like, hey, I can do some good things and produce some results.
0: Yeah, John, I agree with you. I mean, I think for the first time all season, we saw Zach Taylor's play calling Producing offense, as opposed to like his the, the talent that he's running. I mean, it might be a good thing that he was forced to rely on kind of a, a smart play calling. I mean, you know, look at the, the runs. I mean, I don't know the numbers, John, but with the number of positive runs, it seemed like almost most runs were positive. And we're talking about backups. We're talking about Perin. We're talking about you know uh, Giovanni, obviously. And it was just like the the blocking and everything was so in sync. I, you know, Coach Menich was showing clips of, of some of the guys like Fred Johnson. You know, taking on multiple defenders. You know, uh, moving uh, all that stuff. These guys in motion, and I was really, I was really happy. And I you know, and and Brandon Allen too. I mean, Brandon Allen was in a rhythm. Brandon Allen, the the pass protection was there. He was he was in sync with them. It was more cohesive than anything I saw when Joe Burrow was the quarterback. And I wonder if it's Zach Taylor with his back to the to Duval, or if it's Zach Taylor. Hey, I can't rely on this this guy to carry me anymore. I gotta play. I gotta coach you smarter.
2: That's, that's
0: true. And and before we bring in the marching band,
2: I mean, yeah, they played nicely uh, against a weak defense. But if you were watching the game as as we all were, I mean, it was back and forth. And really, it could have been anybody's ball game up until the end. It really was about who had the ball last. And against the Texans, that really means that you're pretty much at the Texans level. You're a li- You're possibly a little bit better than the Texans. That's not a good place to be. You don't want to be there next year, even without Joe Burrow. You want to be...
0: Like, where the Ravens are. Good, okay, so that's that's a good transition, uh, Hoji. The Ravens, guys. If we beat the Ravens, knock them out of the playoffs for the second time in, I don't know, like four or five years. I mean, that gives these other wins so much more value, these past two wins. And it like, looks like with the Steelers, yeah, they just won this past week. But they were reeling and they were, you know, struggling. And we just kind of took advantage of that. And then the Texans, like Hoji said, they have not been a good team. All year and, 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 you know, and they're also, you know, the season is kind of winding down. But if we can beat the Ravens, guys, the Ravens have won, what, four in a row? I mean, they're rolling. They're trying to get back to the playoffs. They have the defending MVP. And uh, if we can somehow beat them, then, yeah, I think we have that momentum. I think the players, the younger players, the younger linebackers, the defense, all these guys are going to go into next year thinking, hey, we have a real team here.
1: I hope so. Even they just play well. I don't, I don't think we should expect them to win. Like, like you said, the Ravens are just peaking at the right time. They're probably going to do some damage in the playoffs. But I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> Jay Morrison of the Athletic, he he's on top of this. Like, they've won I think twelve straight week seventeen games when they have a losing record at home. This is a a prime opportunity for that streak to continue. But it w- it would be a statement because this Ravens team has fluctuated so, so much in this year. Like they started off dominant, then they hit a wall because their offense couldn't really do anything with that offensive line. And now they're looking like the Ravens of the old. So this this would be a a tremendous win and probably the most impactful win of the entire season
0: yeah john i mean just can we talk about the matchup a little bit you know like we have the running game and we have brandon allen who is he he took a few deep shots he got he got some deep shots down there but he he looks like to me john he looks like a a pretty quality game manager if you're asking me i mean he was just keeping the chains moving well give give Zach some
2: give Zach some credit for that I mean, yeah. or, or 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 Callahan or whoever decided, hey, let's adjust so nicely to Brandon Allen's particular strengths—the play action, the short passes. I mean, that's pretty cool that they did that, and they did that with Finley too. I, I've been very impressed with the way they modified. They, really, they modified they I think. Yeah, they, I think with that, Finley, they just
0: kind of hid him. But that, but it worked. That's what I saying. mean. Like,
1: I mean, they, the, the, wait, hold on. But that's what they started to do with Allen. Like the whole first quarter, that was to completely scripted right. offense. They were just screen throwing screens at, yeah. up and then and then once that's and once that once it failed initially they hit a wall but then Allen just right. blacked out with just, with just these Jeff Blake deep bombs and but but like you said yeah. like Allen has that game management provide because he just wins with anticipation doesn't win with sheer right. arm strength and that yeah. isn't going to work as well against a defense like the Ravens that collapsed a little bit better on routes and just are more opportunistic.
0: So there you go. That's what they want to talk about. John what can what? we expect? What can we look forward to? Is A.J. Green going to finally, you know, look like A.J. Green? You know, it's the Ravens. His last game ever against the Ravens in the Bengals uniform. Is he going to get those two touchdowns to give him the record? Is, you know, is the defense going to finally be able to uh, stop Lamar Jackson? I mean, we saw we no. had, there were a couple of breakdowns. I don't know if you saw, John, that, that little debate with Jermaine Pratt and Ben Baby on, on Twitter. But I did, yeah, yeah it's like, yeah, so it's like, there is a couple of defensive breakdowns or some long runs by the Texans. But that's what's going to uh, kill you. The Ravens have been the best at taking advantage of that. John, tell me more about what you what you expect, yeah.
1: No, I think that that defense kind of showed its warts in true form against an actually competent offense. And it's going to definitely hurt them against the Ravens who have the capabilities of just having those explosive plays. Like, they made David Johnson look like 2015 David Johnson. What do you think Lamar yeah. Jackson and Gus Edwards are going to do? But like on, on defense, though, with the Ravens, like Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark, Deshaun Elliott, those are guys who are just very opportunistic in getting into the passing lanes and then then you have the defensive line like the Texans had zero pass rush against Brandon Allen he had all the time in the world to make it work Ravens are going to be coming after him a lot harder like just just remember what they did against Burrow three months ago you know it's ugly yeah so yeah. It, it's it's gonna
2: be it's gonna be tougher there's no doubt about it it's gonna be tough but the expectations once again are low and that seems to have worked in our interest in the past I mean nobody's expecting the Bengals to win which is nice and we have gotten pretty lucky these past two games in that the mojo has been off for the teams we've been playing. Who knows? Maybe the Ravens are going to have a bad mojo week. You know, we can always do certain rituals to make that happen. I don't know if that's OK, but we can. Uh, you never know. I mean, I, I, I think that, yes, we're probably going to lose. But I would like to see the Bengals show the kind of energy and effort and grit that they have shown these past few weeks that's been really inspiring and i think setting up the stage for what i hope will be the uh, a triumphant return for joe burrow next year by the way we have not discussed some of the good news coming out with about joe burrow's uh, knee surgery have we have we discussed that yet
0: yeah he 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 can he can walk he can still walk he can walk and having yeah. a walking quarterback is really important in today's and it's important yeah I, absolutely absolutely and no but you know hoji you said before i mean if you look at, you at the were, great ones
2: you look at you look at your tom brady you look at your aaron Rodgers. Yeah. they all walk
0: they all walk yeah none they of them crawl i don't know no. I, I, you would think it might you know the, give crawling them up, QB is that, yeah. the thing of the past
2: that was like in the 40s then
1: yeah. Ben is very close to be crawling at this point yeah yeah, yeah he kind of rolls they roll him in yeah
0: yeah yeah, but you know, you know, Hoji, you talked about how you were worried because Joe Burrow likes to run that his, his injuries are going to, yeah. and to hurt him. I disagree because Burrow is not about the speed, it's the anticipation no. and opportunistic runs. And I don't think this injury is going to change that. I think his his ability to maneuver the pocket, I don't know what his athleticism is like. But I don't think that this injury is going to is going to hurt his career at all. I think he's only going to get a stronger. Guys, I guess I'm just gonna say finally My only concern at the end of the season is, I don't know why, but bad teams with bad O-lines, and late in the season, they tend to look better, the O-lines. And that's the same case with the Bengals. If we miss out on Seawel, okay, and there's not a home run hitter, we might not take an offensive lineman in the first round. I'm worried that, again, we might see an offseason of taking this offensive line, giving them too much credit, and not shaking things up enough. No.
2: Well, but no. John gave so, us
0: John gave us the
2: recipe. I mean, I think the problem has been thinking too much about how a rookie lineman is going to change the game. And as John said, there has to be much more much more big stuff that needs to be done. Now, yeah, can we, for example, change Joe Burrow's legs to Ryan Findy's legs? Those things are illegal and cannot be done. But you can spend money in other ways hiring big offensive linemen that are expensive. And I think that's what we have to do, the more experienced
1: types. Hold on, on. I I need need to say this because I I can just confirm you right now that there is at least one Bengals coach on the staff that knows that they are limited by their offensive line. Like they like however good this offensive line good in quotation marks looks over the past five weeks, it doesn't erase what they did to Joe Burrow. It doesn't erase yeah. that the like the Blackburns, the Browns see their marketing god hurt and have his knee blown up. Like that, that doesn't go away. They they cannot go into next season with the same four or five starters. They need to have an
0: actual change. I, I, I agree. John, I love your youthful positivity and logic, and yeah. the fact that you hope that the Browns and the Blackburns. It, it's not it's, it's not hope. It's, it's not
1: hope. It's a guarantee. It's a, it's He's a, got, got, I a guarantee.
0: He he has love it. has I love Inful. it. Mission. I, I I wish I could erase my, my long-term memory of the Bengals and their history and, and be so positive. I love it, John. I love it. Okay, guys, that is all that we have for this show. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe, leave you know, a five-star review. Five star And for John Sheeran and Dr. Hoji Director of this I'm glad to invite you. See you next time.